the Christmas puzzle. I, I love a good puzzle, and I trust that you do too. And the thing that I like about a puzzle is that it starts off as this box of chaos, but then piece by piece, it becomes a beautiful picture, right? The broken pieces are put back together. What was once disordered is now made whole. It becomes a whole picture. And, and when Isaiah tells the Christmas story, the prophet tells us that the coming of Jesus is a little bit like that. It's like a Christmas puzzle. And we see it in one of the names that is given to Jesus, the Messiah. The prophet calls him the Prince of Peace. It's in Isaiah 6-9. You've heard it a few times already. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so what on earth does that have to do with puzzles? Well, Isaiah tells the Christmas story before it actually happens. And he tells us about a child who will be born into a dark and difficult situation, into the chaos of life. And when Isaiah tells the story, he describes this time of chaos as people walking in darkness, living in the land of deep darkness. And so I wonder if you can imagine a time in your own life when things went wrong. Maybe it was a time when you, you, you made a mistake or, or a number of mistakes and you were living with regret. Or maybe a time in a relationship when, when that relationship fell apart. Maybe imagine a moment of grief in your life. Some of you have lost a loved one or you've lost a job or you've lost a dream. Or maybe there's been moments in your life where you felt deeply anxious or aimless. And that's what living in darkness feels like. Instead of thriving, life feels disordered. It feels chaotic, like a bunch of pieces in a box that are disordered. And when Isaiah tells the Christmas story, he writes into this chaos about a child that will bring peace to the world. A child who will bring order to our disorder. A child who will take the broken pieces and put them back together in a way that makes us whole. It gives us a beautiful picture, like a puzzle. And the word that the Bible uses for peace is the Hebrew word shalom. You've probably heard it before. Shalom. And it means more than finding an inner peace. And sometimes we, we treat Christmas like this, this little tranquil moment of, uh, of peace. And that's all well and good. There, there are many parents in here that actually you're probably waiting for that moment when at the end of the evening when, when the kids are asleep and in bed and, and all the presents are wrapped that you get to sit on the couch and finally breathe a moment of peace and quiet. But shalom is, is more than that. It's that and more than that. It means much more. It's not simply an inner tranquil moment. And the word shalom, it means more also than the absence of war. Oh, how our world needs that. Shalom means to be made whole, to be made complete. And it's a word that, that paints the picture of a thriving world and flourishing people. 
because everything is the way that God intends it to be. Shalom, peace. So I wonder, do you hear it? What Christmas is, is all about? Into the chaos of our world, a child will be born. And he shall be called the Prince of Peace. Do you hear it? Into your darkness, both personal and public, a child will be born and he will lead you into God's shalom, his flourishing, wholeness. And friends, how our world needs Christmas, how we need Christmas with nations that are at war and, and people who are dying. We need the Prince of Peace to lead us into a new future. In a society that is plagued with, with anxiety and division, we need the Prince of Peace to heal us. Families and marriages that are in crisis, they need the Prince of Peace. The addicted and the conflicted alike, they need the Prince of Peace. Innocent children and not-so-innocent adults, we all need the Prince of Peace in order to make something beautiful out of our shared brokenness. We need Him to put the puzzle pieces back together again and, and make us and our world whole, complete, restored, renewed. And friends, here is the good news on this Christmas night. Through the Holy Spirit, the Prince of Peace is here, even at this moment, even in this moment. And He is inviting you to take a step into the peace that only Jesus can give you. And the question is, how does Jesus lead us into this peace, into this shalom, into peace on earth? Well, mark this. He uses His authority as the Son of God, to root out the enemy of peace. The enemy of peace. I wonder what you would say is the enemy of peace. And maybe for you, a certain person's name pops into your mind as the enemy of peace. Maybe it's someone you know, or maybe it's a world leader. Or for others of you, maybe the enemy of peace, what comes to mind are, is a certain list of actions, things that have been done. And I want to suggest to you tonight that, that all of these names and all of these actions, they actually share one thing in common. There is one common enemy of peace that we all share, and it might surprise you. The true enemy of peace is a human heart opposed to God. I wonder if you would agree. I mean, think about it. We experience war and division when a human heart turns away from God's love for other people. Isn't that right? There's brokenness in a marriage when a human heart turns away from God's call to be faithful and true. There's anxiousness when, when a heart turns away from trusting in God's provision. And we're crippled by our, our, our unresolved anger when we don't forgive like God has forgiven us. And we feel shame and, and guilt when we turn away from the holiness that God has made us for. Even death. And even death and, and our grief from it, it's a byproduct of our original sin of 
turning away from God. You see, the root of our peacelessness is a heart that is opposed to God. And the truth of the matter is all of us have lived with that kind of heart at one point in our lives. Yet, yet Jesus comes to each one of us with the authority of heaven as the Son of God in order to root out our common human problem. It's why he came to forgive every wayward heart and bring us back home to be with God. And friends, Jesus wants to bring peace into your world tonight. And I'm not talking about some kind of hallmark, Christmas movie, cheesy kind of peace. He wants to bring something real, something lasting, something powerful. Because that's what his love does. And he wants to bring it not simply into your world, but into the world around you. See, Jesus has come this evening through his Holy Spirit to win your heart back again. He loves you more than you could ever know. He wants to bring a flood of heaven's peace into your life and into the lives of the people around you. There's this uh, house that, that, that is close to where I used to live, and they would always decorate their lawn uh, every Christmas with this huge sign that said, Peace. It was really quite pretty as you drove past it. But right next to that sign was another sign that flashed on and off, on and off, with the great big capital letter word saying, Now. <laughs> So when you're driving by, it was like the sign was yelling at you saying, peace now, peace now. <laughs> it's like it's yelling at you, demanding that peace happen now. And, and peace is something that, that we often scream out for in those difficult moments of our life. Right? We want peace now. And peace is also something that one nation can demand from another nation. But, but we all know that, that, that all the crying out and all the demanding, it doesn't make peace happen, does it? And so the question really becomes, when does peace come? If the Prince of Peace promises peace on earth, then when can we expect it to happen? Don't miss this. Here is the key to peace on earth. Jesus always brings peace into the people and places that welcome him in. Jesus always brings peace into the people and the places that welcome him in. Welcome Jesus into your chaos and you will know peace. Now. And that peace, it comes in two forms. First, Jesus gives us peace in our chaos. He gives us peace in the chaos. I remember speaking with a woman who, who lost her mom to cancer. Many of you have walked that journey. And she told me how horrible the journey was that they had to walk together, how, how heartbreaking and gut-wrenching it was. And what captivated me in this conversation was how she described her grief. She said, Keith, I was so scared and nervous walking that journey. 
But there was another feeling to it, a sense that God still had a good plan, a certainty that He was still in control. And I would call that feeling joy. Whoa! But that's what Jesus gives us. He he gives us shalom in the chaos. If you put your trust in Jesus, if you let Him rule in your heart, then He can make you whole even in the most difficult circumstances of your life. He can give you heaven's peace. And I know some of you are here this evening and you're in the middle of a crisis. Maybe for you, it's going to look different for everyone, but maybe for you, you, you you've lost your job or, or you're grieving the loss of a spouse or, or maybe you're here and you're just simply deeply lonely. And Jesus is saying to you, He says, let me into your crisis. Let me into your grief. Let me into your isolation because I can give you peace in the chaos. It's why Jesus came. He comes to give us peace in the chaos. But second, Jesus also makes peace out of the chaos. David Miller writes about uh, the true story of, of Bella Vista Penitentiary. <laughs> It's a penitentiary in Colombia known for violent criminals. And well, in 1989, there was utter chaos that descended upon the prison because there was a labor dispute and the guards walked out of their job. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? It's the stuff movies are made of, but, but this wasn't a movie. This was actual real life. And so the inmates took control of the prison, and then they began to exact their revenge on both the prison guards and other prisoners alike. It was complete anarchy. It was chaos. The army was actually called in to restore order to the prison, but they couldn't. They couldn't get in. Things were dire. And in the chaos, an ex-convict named Oscar Osario volunteered to help. He had found Jesus while in prison himself many years before. But after turning his life around, he returned to the prison as their chaplain to lead people to find Jesus. Well, in the crisis, Osario gathered a handful of Christian volunteers, and they marched into this occupied prison, singing songs of worship and armed simply with a white flag. They didn't know if they would live or die that night. And Osorio talked his way into the prison, and, and he was given the chance to speak to the prisoners over the PA system. And as he did, he preached a message of God's love for those who had made mistakes. And he called for them to lay down their arms and surrender their lives once and for all to the love of Jesus. And what happened next was incredible. Books are written about it. One by one, the inmates opened their hearts to Jesus. They laid down their weapons and they returned to their cells. The riot was over. And now, many of these ex-prisoners, they tell the story of how Jesus set them free that night, that he made something beautiful out of the chaos of their life. You see, Jesus doesn't simply give us peace in the chaos. He makes peace out of it. When Jesus is allowed to lead, evil does not have the last word. When Jesus is allowed to be the prince of peace in our life, chaos doesn't win. Darkness is extinguished. He puts the broken pieces of the puzzle together and sets right what's wrong. 
And if he can do that in the life of a hardened criminal, he can do that in your life too. And in mine. And he can do it in our world. No matter how broken it is. Jesus always brings peace into the people and places that welcome him in. Friends, will you welcome the Prince of Peace into your life tonight? It's why we're here. I want to invite the candle lighters to come forward right now. Um, our, our service began with lighting or with, with the Christ candle. And the Christ candle represents Jesus, the light of the world, come to us from heaven. And these candle lighters are going to pass the flame, this, the Jesus flame, to all of us uh, as a way of representing us receiving the Prince of Peace into our life. Uh, and so uh, they're going to light their flame and pass it uh, around uh, as, uh, as they come through the sanctuary and as we sing. And so as you receive the light in just a moment, I know you guys are, are really uh, anxious for this, but that's good. Not anxious, you're, you're Prince of Peace, yeah. Um, you, can, you can go ahead and, and, and light and start to, 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 to move. But here's the thing. As you receive the flame, I invite you to say in your heart, Jesus, I receive you tonight. Be the Prince of Peace in my world. And they're going to pass the flame through the aisles and... If you're on the aisle, you're going to pass it to the person next to you and then to the person next to you and all along until we're holding the light of Jesus. And so will you stand with me as we receive the light of Christ together? He is our Prince of Peace. And peace begins when we say yes to Him. <laughs> because whenever Jesus does something in our heart, it flows into the world. And so does the world need the Prince of Peace. He needs people to receive it, to be made whole. 